are able this morning to do immeasurably more than we can ever ask or imagine. And as we just take a few minutes this morning to focus our hearts on your word, we thank you for the celebration of this day and all that we are anticipating. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks. Hey, uh, take a quick seat. I just want to uh, just take a few minutes in in God's word as we... uh, are talking about immeasurably more to invest, invite, and inspire. Um, now, we're, normally we're doing a, a series on the Ten Commandments. We're just going to park that for, for this morning, okay? And we're going to get back to Ten Commandments next week and uh, maybe double up on the last one. Um, and we have a part of your, uh, of your life group. And you know... What we want to do this morning is introduce this whole idea of immeasurably more. Um, and we're going to take this passage and we're going to kind of flesh it out a little bit. And, and I'm, I'm hoping to at least give you some ideas of what we're talking about for the year as we look into immeasurably more. We're looking out of a passage out of uh, the book of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. And, and, it's, and it's a powerful prayer. And, and I know verses 20 to 21 are the, are, the, are the verses that we're focusing on. But I want to read a little bit of the actual prayer uh, before we get into the message for a, for a little bit here. Here's what Paul prays. For this re- reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of the glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, that's a powerful prayer. Let me ask you, when was the last time you heard somebody pray like that? That is the prayer from an apostle of God onto the church of Jesus Christ. And that's a prayer that I think we need to embrace today. And here's how he concludes it. And again, these are the passages that we've adopted. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is in work, at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And by the way, as this, as this letter is going out to the churches, the amen part is usually the part that the people who are hearing the letter being read are what, how they respond. Okay? So can we say amen? Amen. Hey, yeah, that's, that's how normally these, these letters happen. Now, when you're in seminary, you're, you're, you're taught to outline a passage. You're taught to outline a particular uh, uh, passage of Scripture in a way that brings out the force and the, the centrality of a message. Here's what, what happens when you outline this passage. We're talking about immeasurably more. Uh, now, God, who is able to do all, above all, Abundantly above all, exceedingly abundantly above all. Do you think Paul is trying to get a point across? Do you think Paul is trying to get a point across about about the capacity and the vastness of God's great power to work in us to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask, hope, or imagine? Now, I, I, now, let me let me ask you something. How big how go, how big is your imagination? How big is your ask? Big. 
How big is your desire to serve God? For the Apostle Paul, nothing was impossible for God. And we've said this many times. We, we, you know, as believers, we wholeheartedly believe that God can do it. The place that we get tripped up is when we, you know, when we wonder, will God do it? Will God do it? And over the last couple of years in, in this whole building project and, and everything that we've, we've gone through as a church, I think God has demonstrated very well, very well, that he is willing and able to do immeasurably more than we can ever Hope or imagine. That's what we're claiming for this year of ministry. We want to absolutely say that, that it's got nothing to do with our giftings. It's got nothing to do with our, our own abilities or, or anything like that. We believe that God is able to do immeasurably more. And we're going to ask God for more. We're going to ask God for more from this community and reaching out to this community. We're going to ask God for more in, in terms of the resources that we can use in order to touch other people's lives. That we're going to be committed to the gospel of Jesus Christ something that was what formed this church from the very, very beginning. And we're going to claim that, and we're going to ask God for immeasurably more than we could ever hope or imagine. And trust me, I can hope and imagine quite a bit. And I think together, all of us can hope or imagine for quite a bit. This is going to be our strategic focus for the year. Now, you're seeing three words come up here, invest you know, invest, invite, and inspire. And I just want, again, really quickly want to do, when I, when, this, is, this is in my mind how this fleshes out, okay? I want to do this really quick. And I think this is really important for us to adopt and very important for us to think as a process as a church. Because I've said this before, the addition doesn't really change our vision and our mission and the heart of why we exist as a church. It just is a tool for us to continue to, to do what we've always done and to reach out and as as, as much as we can to touch the community invest to me is a personal thing it's very much a personal it moves from the personal and here's what i mean by that when we invest there's two ways we invest we invest personally in our own spiritual growth and we invest in touching other people that we in you know we don't make other people a project but we invest in touching other people's lives and um I actually have five minutes, so this is going to be good. Um, when it comes to personal growth, I, w- I want to put an idea into, into your minds. When we talk about personal growth, I just, I just got finished reading uh, Dr. John Townsend, The Entitlement Cure, which is a great book if you, if you want to read something like that. But on his blog recently, he wrote about growth. When it comes to growth, when it comes to growing ourselves personally he said there's two types of growth there is the personal growth you know where where we study where we learn more about god's word when we get into life groups when we and 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 we do personal advancement of our own strengths and of and of our own abilities and of our own character but he said the other kind of growth that happens that has to usually happen simultaneously is healing growth that there's part of our lives that need healing, that need the touch of God, that need to be restored, that need to be healed and renewed and refreshed. And that's, that's a simultaneous thing to grow. And if you leave those at the side, you can grow very much in your academic world, but something is missing. And I really like that, that I think when it comes to investing, when it comes to the being the church of Jesus Christ, that we learn to do both really well. 
that as a community of faith, that we learn to be a healing place, that we learn to be a place of restoration, that we learn to be a place to say, you know, it's okay, we're walking alongside you. We're investing in you as well. And that's very important for us to invest in other people as much as it is to invest in ourselves. And as we invest in ourselves, we become more empathetic to the people around us and are able to touch people around us so much more. So that's, that's the personal, personal part. Um, it, and it, you know what? And this investing is, a, is the principle of sowing seeds. This is a biblical principle that we often want to see nothing but results. But do we, do we really invest in sowing seeds in our lives so that later on we can enjoy the harvest? See, much of what we've done in the last couple of years is sowing seeds, sowing seeds, sowing seeds. What we're asking God immeasurably more to do something in our lives that allow us to see a harvest because of the faithfulness of the last number of years. Because God has been faithful. Here's the, here's, here's the second thing. And, and, and investment is really, don't spend time, invest time. Because when you spend time, it's gone. When you invest it, it comes back time and time and time again. Here's a, and the second thing. Invite to me is missional. Invite people into the life that you're living in faithfulness to Jesus Christ. This is really, really important. That we are engaged in to touch the world around us. And to, and, and to invite. Absolutely. Um, can I look at Netflix? Look at Uber. Look at uh, Dollar Shave Club. Okay? Those are companies, organizations, that are delivering um, goods and services that we've been used to for years and years and years and years and years and years. But they're delivering it in a whole brand new way and upsetting the apple cart. But the reality is, is Netflix, Netflix is still delivering entertainment. Uber is still delivering people down the street, right? Dollar Shave Club is still getting you a shave, but they're doing it in a whole new way, brand new way, but they're still delivering the core of what the service are, are they, they provide. I think that's a great illustration for the church. We don't change the message. We don't, we don't change the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we do like those organizations. You know, find a way to reach people in a way that's conducive to them to hearing. It's, 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 it's amazing that, that, you know, do you know like over 53% of people use Uber? Who, you know, it's, it's and, and, and we're so upset by that, by, by that whole different way of thinking. But can we just think a little differently as a church and maybe touch people in a brand new way? Wouldn't you love to have this place filled with people that don't normally go to church? I would. I'm bored with you guys. Okay, that woke you up, right? All right. But you know what I mean? Like how many, how many of us invest in ourselves so much that we forget the invitation part of it? And we're too scared in, 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 in the world that we live in to be invitational at all. Okay. Here's the third thing. Really, really quick. Um, to communal. You know, when we talk about inspire, you know, I think the church needs to be the most inspirational place on the planet. There's nothing that has the message like the church does. 
There's nothing that, that, that demonstrates when, when the people of God are gathered together under the purposes of God for the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's no place on, on the planet that can be more inspirational than the church. And yet we do, you, you know what I mean? And, and, and have this communal aspect of the church and, and be a powerful force in the community around us. You know? You know, sometimes the church is like... Um, do you know in 1909, let, let, me, let me divert for a minute. Do you know in 1909, Vancouver, British Columbia bought the first motorized ambulance? And at that time, they bought it from New York City and it cost $4,000. Now, in today's dollars, that's over $100,000. Okay? Do you know the very first passenger that that ambulance uh, used was the very first time that that ambulance got on the street? It actually hit somebody and killed them. So the very first passenger that this ambulance uh, took was a person that it actually ran over. Now, can we be honest? Cannot the church be a little bit like that? Come on now. Right? You know, honestly, we need to be a place of inspiration. I'm not saying we don't grieve with others when we grieve. I'm not saying we don't cry when we cry. I don't say we, do, you know, we don't become a place, all, the, all that kind of stuff. But we should be able to move people from the place that they are today to be inspired by the community and to move in a direction that lifts them out of where they are. And they want to come back because it gives them hope for the future. It gives them direction for the future. And they find the validity and, 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 and the reality of the gospel of Jesus Christ in a way that no other place can give them. Where else can you get hope infused in the way that people need it other than the church of Jesus Christ? That's, our, you know, that's what we're looking for as we move from, from, this, from this moment forward. That we're looking to be a place of immeasurably more. Then when it comes to in investing, when it comes to inviting, when it comes to inspiration, that we are looking to God for immeasurably more. That that's the very thing that we are hoping. So, as part of our first initiative, and I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to just stop here and we're going to celebrate for the rest of the morning until the second service starts. But I want to introduce that as we look at, you're going to hear this immeasurably more and, and the three kind of strategic keys over the course of the year. Because we're going to look at this as a, a part of our focus. But we have cake at the back and everything. But at the Easter service, we want to announce that we're going to take up an offering at the Easter service. For our immeasurably more. And we're going to use that offering to put down on the principle of, of the loan. Can we do that? Can we do that? Do we, do, we, do we want to set a target right here, right now? Or is everybody afraid to do that? Al, what do you want to say? 20000 at least, you know, and, and not hurt regular offerings. If we could do, you know, we could shoot for 20000 or something as a congregation and be able to put down and, and to show good faith of what God has done for us. Hey, listen, it's exciting to be here this morning. Amen. It is exciting to be here, honestly. I know it's been a long haul, but look at the future that God has carved out for us as a church. We can't turn that down. We can't walk away. You know, we can't not celebrate what over 40 years of this church that we have come to this point 
And a new chapter is being written for the church. What an incredible blessing. And I hope, you, I hope you feel the blessing of God this morning as we look to invest, as we look to invite, and as we look to inspire because God is opening up a whole new opportunity for us as a church. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning and the many people who have made this happen over the course of time. But we thank you that we can hear of the legacy of those who started this church so many years ago. And to be standing here this morning as part of that legacy is exciting indeed. Lord, in a world where many people doubt that you even exist, we have seen your faithfulness time and time again. Yes, we forget. Yes, we sometimes doubt. But your faithfulness, nonetheless, doesn't change in those moments. So, Lord, as we look to you to do immeasurably more than we could ever hope or imagine, give us hearts of investment, hearts of invitation, and hearts of inspiration as we look to touch the community and the world around us. Give us your heart, Lord, and we thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.